Hello and welcome to TSP, another edition with your host, Tarif Nak. Now, in this episode, we're just going to talk about my experience of working at Harrods in the customer loyalty call center department. And we'll go through my experiences, you know, of, of working in customer services within, within Harrods and what my thoughts are about working there. Um, and then just going to just just some more details about you know some maybe some of the good calls that I had, some of the bad calls that I had, you know, and the normal decent calls that you'd usually get, and just you get them with your job. But what I want to do is before I start doing that, again, I'm gonna I sound like a broken record, but for anyone who has an experience or has experiences of doing public speaking please do reach out i think for people again this is for them to to learn and you know and just share those similar experiences that you may have had and it, it again it, it's not just about sharing your experiences but it's also reinforcing your thoughts on public speaking what do you think it is how should it be done right i think it's it's, it's quite essential but getting back to this, so before I started working at Harris, I was working at the Lyric Hammersmith Theatre as an usher. I was also working at the Batsy Arts Centre on a producing placement. Now, when I left the Batsy Arts Centre, I was looking to, you know, going back into doing more customer service. So I thought, okay, well, oh, look, here's, here's an advert to work at Harrods and sign up for it, got it all sorted. And when I had done the interview, it was okay, it was fine, you know, it wasn't too bad. And I had got the job. Working customer services was good. And one of the first things that we did is that we went around the big Harrods store. Now, if you've been there and you've seen all the things that are in there and all the different departments, it's massive. It's huge, right? This is, you know, a billion pound company or maybe it's worth more than that now but this is a big 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 brand right with many other brands underneath you know working in the various departments within Harris. and this is something that you know really intrigued me and really pushed me to to work at Harris and customer loyalty call center because one i enjoy talking to people two i i like to solve problems and, and three, there is that social interaction that you get with your colleagues as well. Of course, with, with any office job you go into, there's, there's always that there and, and the people that you work with. So that, that, that was so those are the three main reasons why I started working at Harrods. Now, if we talk about the training that I received, that was good. And I had an understanding, of course, how to take calls and how to make orders or deal with certain issues maybe with an order that is you know maybe the tracking is wrong or maybe they haven't a customer hasn't even received their order so we have to think okay well why haven't you received it let's have a look let's solve the problem now once we completed our training and we got onto the phones it was nerve-wracking <laughs> i remember one of one of the people who who had also started maybe a couple of weeks before our group did. They were. They were. Uh, they had allowed us to listen to their phone call conversations first, just to get an idea of what the customers sound like and you know how the customer loyalty advisors would you know speak and what they would say. Now, listening to listen to the call, 
I was thinking, okay, well, there's a lot of stuff to get done here. And I was sat next to this girl and she was on it like a car bonnet, right? She knew what she was doing and she was going through everything quickly. Yes, what would you like? Ah, yes, no, we could do it with this way. Boom, 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 boom. Click on this software application, check this tracking here, get it sorted. Boom, 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 done. And I was just sitting there in amazement thinking, uh, how am I supposed to look at all of these different systems whilst having a conversation with a customer? It, it, it baffled me. And then it was my turn to take a call. I thought, oh boy, okay. <laughs> Ooh, this, uh, this might not go so well as, as, I, as I hoped it would. <laughs> you know, so when you're, when you're on the phone to a customer for the first time, when I was on the phone to a customer for the first time, I thought I'm not going to know what I need to say or look at the different systems that, that are there. But this is something that, that you know, that, that we had learned, we were taught, you know, the various things, how to use different systems and stuff, how to talk to customers and, and whatnot. What are the different approaches? So me, having the experience of speaking in public and doing acting, Actually, confidence came came to me. So I, I would start off. You know, the first the first phone call conversation that I had was, "Hello, this is Tariq Nightly speaking. Thank you for calling Aaron's. How can I help?" And then I would then the customer would say, "Oh yeah. So look, um, I've I've got an order that I want to place. Blah blah blah. Okay, right. Uh -huh. Um, hmm. And the girl who was sat next to me, who, who was helping me out, she was writing all these notes and stuff. She was scribbling away and then looking at me and pointing, no, no, this bit, right, we've got to go to this part of the screen. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so what would you like to order? Would you? Oh, okay, great. We'll, we'll put that in. Looking back at the girl, right, she's looking at me, just big white eyes going, scribbling away. And I think, what the f- ah. <laughs> This is a lot. But I managed to fumble my way through the first phone call conversation and after that I realized okay it's not that hard it, it's not that difficult once you do that initial phone call you become more relaxed and you get into the rhythm of, of things now, of course it wasn't straight away that I was able to get into the rhythm of, of taking a call and going through the customer's journey that they would have to go on or whatever it may be but over time I actually quite quite quickly, I was able to adapt and have a certain style of the way that I talk to people. This is the thing, especially for those people who maybe who work in customer services and they're in a call center, you, you've got to imagine yourself that you're in front of the customer, right? Just close your eyes for, for a moment. And this is what I did before you know, I got onto the phones. Just at home, just, just, just for myself. You just got to imagine that you're at a desk, okay, you're stood there in your uniform or maybe you don't have a uniform and it's nice and casual, which is great. And a customer comes to you after a couple of rings of a bell and you've got to imagine that you'll talk to them face to face. So you've got to have the energy inside of you. You, you can't just stand there and say, hello, my name is Tarif Nagvi, thank you for calling Harrods, how can I help? Because one, from the tone of voice, that customer is going to get an idea of how you are, right? Well, maybe, okay, fair enough. Well, you, you'll say, maybe you've had a long day, right? Okay, it, it happens. But with customer services, you've got to have the energy. You've got to keep it up, right? Just to give every customer the same service, right? 
and make sure you deliver on that. So if that person comes to you and, and they're standing there and you're talking to them and you're going through an order, let's say you're writing it down on the form or something, whatever it is, and there are various items behind you, right? It's like um, it's like uh, it's like an un it's like a never-ending bag of goodies, and you're talking to them and you have the energy, you've got that movement there. That's what I did myself to get myself in, in the mindset of when I would talk to a customer, I'd always imagine myself being face to face with that person. Of course you never know what you never know what they look like, but you know, you try and imagine what they would look like, you know, and, and then have that conversation like that over the phone. Your tone and the words you use matters, right? It's very, very key to delivering good customer service. Now, when I when I was allowed to to work on on my own, I was taking calls and and stuff and placing orders. One of the things that that I kind of screwed up and realized, well, I could have actually done this way, done this thing this way or another way, is when I had a customer call in to order some cashmere jumper. Now we have, now we had the online system where you could view what's in stock and what are the certain items that are available, and then you can place the order via that system. So essentially, you're doing the online shopping for that customer, just on your side, right? And you make sure, of course, all everything's all correct and is all fine. So when I was looking for this uh, cashmere jumper, the customer was, was, you know, just as we were having a good normal chat and just discussion, yeah, just you know, nice, short and sweet. How's it, David? You know, whether whether they look forward to the weekend and stuff. And then when I said, "Oh, uh, I actually we don't have the cashmere jumper. It's cashmere jumpers in stock that you're looking for." And I, I realized that here's the thing. So on the system, you have various sizes. And what I didn't do is click on the size that the customer wanted. Right. I just, I just looked up. I just saw what I saw on the screen. Is it out of stock? Without going through, actually, you look at a different size and actually find some cashmere jumpers. <laughs> and I said, "Sorry, sir, I, I can't find the cashmere jumper that you're looking for." And he was like, "What? What do you mean? Uh, well, okay, we'll try. What about this cashmere jumper?" And look, I said, "Sorry, I can't find that one either." And he, over time, he, he just got angry quite quickly actually so <laughs> maybe in, in less than a minute he, he got quite angry with me not being able to find this cashmere sweater or jumper and and then he said you know he got really really angry and he was like i can't believe that harrods such a big store does not have cashmere jumpers i also said sorry sir but look i, I can't find any in stock and he's like, i don't believe it I want to talk to someone else. You are an incompetent person. In that point in time, in that phone call conversation, I had to keep my call. And again, customer service, you've got to keep your call. And you've got to ensure that, you know, you've got to be careful with the words that you use. Especially when a customer, no matter if, if it's angry or they're not angry, or, or they've maybe they've had a strange day or whatever it is that's happened in their day, and you say something that sets them off, you're not going to be able to predict what it would be, 
but you've just got to be as polite as you can with with your language. I said, sorry, sir, apologize um, for not being able to find the cashmere uh, jumper here. But what I can do is transfer you to the store directly. He will be able to find you uh, the cashmere jumpers or jumper that you're looking for. Now I realized <laughs> after I transferred him, oh boy, my, my head, I was like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? That's not right. I didn't understand what I did wrong. I thought I did, did my job. And I said to my manager, my trainer as well, I said, this guy was looking for cashmere jumpers. I couldn't find them online. And I said, well, have you clicked on the different sizes? And I went, ah, oh, right. Okay, I see. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I just had a five minute, or it was, it was about 20 minutes, trying to find cashmere jumpers online and not, you know, go to the right places. Customer service is, again, you've got to be patient, you've got to be polite when you speak, and you've got to be clear and concise in your communication. Of course, when you're taking an order for a customer, maybe if an item is out of stock, you've just got to be clear and concise and let them know that this item is not in stock. <laughs> now, talking about a customer, talking with a customer, letting them know that an item is not in stock. Why I had a customer that was looking for a Gillette or not Gillette. They're, they're looking for a jacket and there was one left online, right, in stock. Now usually what that means is, is that if there's one left on, on online, that means that that item is actually out of stock. It's confusing. And this is what I was trying to tell this, this guy, saying, look, okay, you know, usually when an item goes down to, to one available in stock, it usually means it's not available. And that's because at, at the store, um, they would have run out of uh, the item. So that's something on, on, on our part that, that we're trying to, trying to ensure that it's constantly up to date. So this guy said, well, no, no, hold on. It says there's one there. I want that jacket. I want to order it now. I said, well, look, sir, uh, look, there, there isn't one in, in stock. If you want to order it, you're not going to be able to receive it because essentially it's not in stock. If there's one or one item there, you you know, it's not going to be available. So he got really riled up about it again. And I thought, oh no, what am I doing with this guy? I said, look, okay, so if you like to place the order, that's totally down to you. It is your choice. So he, I placed the order for him. And he was like, I want to speak to your manager. So I let him speak to, to my manager. And they clarified with him that, yes, okay, look, you've placed an order. Usually if there's one, if it says there's one available in stock, it might not be. Um, and that's why it's better to, to wait for the item to be fully stocked and then order it then. <laughs> so the following week, we get a call from the guy saying, oh, it said the item was out of stock. Why didn't I get my Why didn't I get my order? I placed the order online. So I thought, oh snap. Okay. So he had a, he had a big conversation, a long conversation with my manager about it. And my manager came came to me and said, Tarif, what what else did you say to this guy? He, he, you know, he's he's annoyed. So essentially, I said the same thing. If there's one item in, in stock, usually isn't available uh, online, right? All the items that are online all come from uh, the store, right? 
So that means, you know, if it says one, then it may not be uh, available. So anyway, so that those were two bad experiences that, that I had and, you know, I, I tried to, to, to deal with in my way. Somehow we were, well, what we did is we, we funded the amount um, and, you know, we said, look, on, on the next order, we'll, we'll get a discount for you for the, for the jacket that, that you're looking for as, as a sign of goodwill. But he was pissed. Very, very angry. Very angry. And let's talk about a couple of good ones. Of course, look, we always want to end on the high. We don't always want to talk about the negatives. If we do that, then it's, it's, it's not great to do. So let's talk about a couple of good experiences that, that, I, that I had with, with parents. And, you know, there, there were a lot of good experiences. They weren't all bad. You know, of course, there was just a couple of um, odd ones. That you, of course, you find in customer services. But you get to, you, you learn to deal with it. Some of the good experiences of where I've, I had a conversation, you know, with um, one of the customers and whilst we're placing the order, we were just talking about how's their day been and they were talking about going on holiday to Argentina, which was, which was nice. And, you know, we were talking about the trips that they were going to go on and where exactly they were going to go. And I think everything was really flowing, flowing nicely. And we, you know, I, I, I placed the order for that person and they were satisfied with what they what service that they had received. You know, uh, they said that they had quite a rough day. So they appreciated me talking to them, you know, just to brighten up their mood. And that's, that's another thing about customer service. You're not just there to, to place orders or listen to complaints, whatever it is. You, you know, if a person's having a bad day, with what you speak to someone and what you say, you can brighten up, brighten up their mood. It happens. It's good. In a way, you know, I, I kind of, I was like a counsellor, well, not a professional one. I, I, I can't claim to be a professional counsellor. But in, in that way, talking to people and just letting them open up to you, it's, it's fine. Or, you know, it happens. You can't just cut a person off and say, okay, well, you order some. Bye now. You can't do that. <laughs> if you do that, you've got a, a, a weird... Got a weird style, and maybe that is, that is your approach. But in customer services, you've got to listen to what the customer is saying. You've got to be picking up on these things and working hard. Of course, it's it's stressful, and you've got a lot of calls you have to take. You've got to be resilient, and with public speaking, you know, you've you've got to. It's essential, really, really essential when you're working in a call center, or even if it's face to face customer service, right? Having that skill to be able to adapt to people, adapt your style, is essential. Using words, you know, that, 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 that are right, or using words in a way that, you know, emphasizes that you're there to help that person place a word or deal with the issue, whatever it is, right? And, and you can get that in the tone of voice as well from yourself, you put on. And again, just go back to that thing where you're looking at a customer face-to-face, in-person, if you work at a call center. How do you think that they would feel on the, on the other side? What would they be doing? How would you present yourself? What is your tone? What is your body language like? All of these things, and I'm sure we, some of you might clarify it um, for us later, but all of these things are essential. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. And again, if anyone has any public experience that they want to share or their thoughts on public speaking and any tips and ideas for people to use, do hop on.
do get in touch with me via LinkedIn or you can send me an email at nakaviespeakersacademy at gmail.com, right? And I'll put it up. I'll put up a link as well. Next week, I'll be interviewing Steve, who works with me at Co-Tribe and in Hawley, and we will discuss his experiences of public speaking. But for now, take care. Goodbye.